This is the ElectionWise podcast from Minnesota Public Radio News. I'm Molly Bloom. And I'm Curtis Gilbert. Each episode of ElectionWise is based around a question from one of our listeners, and every week we... Is that your phone? I know. I really need a new ringtone. What's my mom? I, I can call her back later. No, go ahead. I've got nothing better to do. Hi, Mom. Hi, Molly. Are you working on your podcast? Yeah. Can I ask a question? I guess your mom counts as a listener. Okay, Mom. What's your question? I have noticed that candidates rail against the evils of trial lawyers, but at the same time, many of our lawmakers seem to have legal backgrounds. So my question is, what are the professional backgrounds of our lawmakers, and do many of them indeed come from the legal profession? Oh, that was a pretty good question. A really good question. I think it's an excellent question. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) You're welcome. Talk to you later. Bye. So to answer your mom's question, we could go through, say, the last 40 years of congressional biographies and count up all the various professions, all those 2,000 or so people held before getting elected. Or we could just find a guy who already did that and ask him what he found. Okay, my name is Chad Krause. I am part of the clinical research staff in the Department of Emergency Medicine at Johns Hopkins. Krause did a study on how few doctors have served in Congress. Only 25 physicians in the last four decades. And as you might have guessed, lawyers make up the largest chunk of the House and Senate. About 45% over that same time period. Then there's a large drop-off. About 14% are business persons. Another 10% are career public servants. The next profession are those individuals who are involved in education. So lawyers, business types, people who've worked in government jobs and teachers. So what career gives you the best preparation to be a lawmaker? Let's hear some non-politicians make their cases. First, speaking on behalf of her fellow lawyers, Jennifer M. Polsky, a partner at Mayor and Gear in Minneapolis. People who have the legal background have an advantage over those who don't when you're talking about making policy and writing law because you know how to write laws that are actually going to work. When you're in law school and when you're an attorney, you've been in the trenches, you're actually implementing the law as it's written so you can see what works and what doesn't work. That was Jennifer Ampolsky explaining why she thinks lawyers are good lawmakers. Next, we need someone from the business world. My name is Karen Flannery and I am Senior Director of Strategic Consulting at Thomson Reuters. I think that many of the traits that are valued in business could help someone in the political arena. A lot of us have experience managing a budget. Many of us are adept at evaluating trade-offs so that in any given year, there are a lot of different investment options and you need to decide what to do and what not to do and what the implications of those decisions would be. And then I think that in business, there's frequently a mandate to get things done. And I think that negotiation is a valued trait in the corporate world. But Karen Flannery has no interest in taking her corporate savvy to Washington. She says politics is a lot crueler than business. Chad Krause, the guy from Johns Hopkins, his study defined previous public service pretty broadly. You know, an auditor or clerk of courts, an election official. Elected officials, appointed ones, civil servants, all rolled into one category. Making the case for why government work prepares you to write laws is Aaron Buchanan. As a Ramsey County social worker, he often sees laws he'd like to change. I mean, I think all of us have probably had that same sort of thing, well, if I were God or if I was king, I would make it this way. And I think those kind of aha moments or those sorts of thoughts cross our minds all the time. You know, there's people all around that come from the social work profession and end up in lawmaking. Last but not least, representing 7% of Congress men and women over the last 40 years, educators. Okay, Brad White, you're a third grade teacher from Roseville. 
How's that going to prepare you for a life in politics? You look at the gaffes that we kind of exploit from either the presidential candidates or their wives. You know, they miss said something and all of a sudden we all jump on it. That same thing happens in a classroom. If you're not comfortable and confident, kids will literally eat you alive. Both jobs, I think, require a strong sense of service. Both have incredible potential to do good. And I think both require you to be in tune with the needs of a particular group of people. Brad White actually does want to run for office someday. He's originally from Colorado, and he's only half joking when he says he might eventually want to run for governor there. This has been the Election Wise Podcast. Before we end this week, we have a correction. To issue it, here is Minnesota Public Radio's Tom Weber, who, up until this year, was a proud resident of the state of Missouri. Last week, you guys said your vice presidential scholar taught at the University of St. Louis. There's no such place. I think you meant St. Louis University. And yes, that is a difference. And yes, it does matter. Thanks for keeping us on our toes. And you think I have a bad cell phone ring? Hello, Minnesota Public Radio political editor Mike Mulcahy. Are are you working on your podcast? Yeah. Don't you usually have me come on to do silly voices every week? Yeah, but the show's almost over. Um... You want to read the credits? Maybe you can impersonate me. Okay. And Tom Weber can be me. We're going to go download some new ringtones. Okay, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. This has been the Election Wise Podcast. If you have a question about the election, the candidates, or the issues, send them to us on our website, minnesotapublicradio.org. Pull down the programs menu and click Election Wise. It's a lot of fun to do. Or give Curtis and Molly a call. 651-228-4844. Special thanks this week to Chad Krause of Johns Hopkins. And to us. For Minnesota Public Radio News, I'm not Curtis Gilbert. And I'm really not Molly Bloom. Is that good? It's only good when people listen. But if people don't listen to it, then it's no good.